Hey everyone, welcome to In Doubt. This week on the show, Scribe Music joins us to talk about the voice that artists naturally have and how he uses that platform to share the gospel. I'm a worshiper first, and it's not to say that I don't worship through rap, but for the sake of argument and people understanding, I'm a worshiper first. And um, what's really been on my heart lately is, Lord, show me how to write a song to worship you, to give you glory and honor, but not like, not like what's out there. Hello and welcome to this episode of In Doubt. My name is Ryan, your host, and today we have with us Scribe Music, who is a Canadian hip-hop and rap artist. Today we talk about the creative process and how music can influence us in ways we don't even imagine. Can you see the effects of the music that you listen to on your own life? Music has the power to influence in various ways, and if we're not careful, we don't recognize how the words we sing and the songs we listen to affect us. Take a listen. Joining us today on this episode of In Doubt, we have Scribe Music, who's a hip-hop and R&B artist all the way from Manitoba. Scribe, welcome and great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me. Just uh, braving this, trying to brave this cold over here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got snow already? Oh, yeah. We definitely have snow. Okay. Okay. So, Scribe, I would love to hear a bit about your story. Like, how did you get to the point where you're at now, writing the music that you're writing, the kinds of music that you're you're writing? Like, where is this coming from? Basically, I, I grew up in a very musical family. Uh, I was I was adopted when I was uh, barely a year, and was adopted into a Christian family in Saskatchewan. Actually, both of my parents they're they're pastors, and so I grew. I, I was really nurtured into worship music to begin with. Uh, my family was always, was all very musical. And so naturally music was always, you know, a really strong part of my life because of that. But it wasn't actually until I turned 18 that music really became something that meant more to me in the creative process versus just experiencing. I was actually, a, I've actually been a soccer player for the majority of my life. But at that time I was heavily pursuing it. I was playing university in California and getting caught up in, you know, that university stardom, you know, that university lifestyle, um, got into the party scene, wanted superficial relationships, basically, that just, you know, were toxic and were very distracting. And to be completely honest, up until that point, my faith was really just my parents. You know, it was uh, being the pastor's kid. I went to church. I went to Bible study. I could give you all the answers you wanted. I could tell you more about you know, the David and Goliath story than the average kid, you know, uh, just just because that was so much of my life. But it, when I was 18 in California, I got injured. Um, I, so I wasn't playing. My grades weren't doing well. And I was just in this terrible slump. Uh, and because I was no longer the guy on campus as far as soccer goes, I lost all my friends. I lost, you know, they, they, be, they showed themselves to be really superficial. And I was just super alone. And I, it was when I went to, there was a church I was attending there um, briefly, <laughs> briefly and off and on. I was attending this church. And one Sunday, I, I had been out late the night before partying, doing my thing. And there was just this weird prompting. I woke up early that day and uh, it, it, it sucked. But, <laughs> but uh, for whatever reason, I'm like, I should go to church today. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even shower, like. I remember stepping outside of my, my dorm room and like being like a vampire, like hissing at the sun. Like it was, 
it was wild. And, but I, there's just this thing in me that was like, man, I'm supposed to go to church today. And so I went and it was the Sunday, all of a sudden they wanted to have an appreciation for all the university students that were on campus representing Christ. And I was like, Oh no, this is, this is not the day for me. I don't want any attention. Like I'm convinced that I'm stinking and sweaty. Like I'm just a mess. And they, you know, crowded around and prayed and celebrated me representing Christ on campus. And God broke me right there. And I remember going back to my dorm and just crying out to God, be like, what do you want from me? Like, you just won't leave me alone. And he's like, tell me, write your feelings down. And so it started as poetry. I started writing my emotions, my feeling down in poetic fashion. I've always loved poetry. And so I started writing these poetry and then it turned into more spoken word with a rhythm. And then people were like, hey, you should rap. And I'm like, ah. That sounds kind of cliche. I don't need to rap. Like, I'm okay. And they're like, try it. And, and so I tried it and I did a song and it caught the attention of some people back home at the time. And they said, hey, man, next time you come home, we would love to mix and record, you know, your first ever track. We'll produce it for completely for free. Like, we really believe you have talent and we'd like to see where it goes. And so I'm like, okay, what, what could it hurt? And so I recorded my first Christian rap song. Uh, called how i get down <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's uh oh yeah it was so good um terrible but it was okay so good. okay okay <laughs> and uh and that's how it started so that would have been yeah 2009 yeah 2009 would have been when i first recorded my first song and then but in 2014 i dropped my first album and it just it took off it, it skyrocketed up the itunes charts and it was just a crazy response for something that i wasn't sure but at that moment the Lord just said, you can do this for me. And it was just, and as that's kind of blossomed and transformed, I've, I've worked on my craft, work on my art, but God has really just shown me the power of my story and sharing my story through, uh, you know, an art form like music and how he can take something so, you know, so minimal, honest, in all honesty, something so minimal and just expand it. And so music really is just the, it's the vehicle, it's the way in the door. And then the gospel just does the rest. So. Yeah, what I love about that is that your story is permeating through your music. And even in the times that I've listened to your music, it's there's a lot of language of, hey, we're all equal in the sight of God. We like all of us contribute to our salvation. The only thing is our sin. And so in light of that, how does that adjust how we view one another, how we love one another? And that's one of the themes that I really hear coming through your music. And so, yeah, I'm curious, even for you, like what, what would be one of the biggest motivators for you in the writing of your music? What's, what's the goal? What's the purpose? What are, you, what are you sensing that your listeners are needing to hear? And where does that come from? Man, literally, it's been like break down the facade, break down the barrier between church and the unchurched, you know, the unbeliever. It's like, if in a physical sense, non-believers are not going to just walk into the church all the time, you know, they, we got to go. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit can prompt people and they'll just walk in, you know, that's, and that does happen. But we've also been called in the great commission to go. And, and I think a lot of the, what I do is trying to apply the great commission in my art. And so it's like, I need to find a common ground that we can all agree on as people just in general. And then once people start seeing you for who you are versus just your faith. And I, and I want to say this like carefully because I don't want it to be misconstrued, but everyone has a perception of Christians. They're, 
goody two shoes. They're stuck up. They live by this set of rules. Right. And as a believer, I can say, yeah, to a certain degree, you're not too far off. However, we are just as broken as the person who doesn't go to church. I have been loved and appreciated by people who have never stepped foot in a church. Right. And so it's like, as an artist, I believe naturally we have a voice. And so it's articulating in, in such a way that it speaks to those who know the gospel, who know the Lord, but also has enough draw to pull other people into that, the conversations I'm speaking on. A believer is going to hear the undertones of the gospel, whereas a non-believer is going to hear solid content and a good message. And I think that it's kind of like a nuance, you know, finding that middle ground is really learning uh, for me has just been a matter of learning to steward steward information and my experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, even for you, like the the moment of your um when you went back to church after that university night and and you felt like you said you broke down and you were prayed for and it was transformative. And and I'm curious like that must have been a moment where you would say I felt and encountered the love of God and I didn't deserve it. And it sounds like a lot of it is like you want other people to have that experience through your music. You want other people who are non-believers to come and say, wow, this God is good and I can know him and here's an invitation. And so what, what's one of your favorite songs or what's your, well, that's going to be tough to answer, but what's, <laughs> what's two or three of your favorite songs and the messages behind them? And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Uh, I would say my favorite song that I, as of right now would be my track, Much Afraid. That song was actually originally written by the members of Jars of Clay. And that song, when I was seven years old, was on an album called, uh, the album was called Much Afraid. And I remember stealing that CD from my sister. And I remember listening to the album, loving the tones of it, because like, I, as I said, I never actually grew up on hip hop. I love the tones of it, but that song, it's actually called Frail it like wrecked me at a young age. And every time I listened to the album, for some reason there was, there was something about that song and I never, I didn't have a level of understanding to really comprehend what was being said in the song until literally a year ago. I played it again and it just, it, again, it just, it, it wrecked me and it just had all to do with, you know, if I wasn't so afraid to just let myself be, with the Lord in my frailty, in my brokenness, in my finite state. If I wasn't so afraid to do that, man, God could do such amazing things with and through and for me. And, uh, and so that when I wrote the song, I was like, okay, I don't want to get into any issues with this. So I actually emailed the members of Jars of Clay, sent them the song. They absolutely loved it, gave me permission and gave me a blessing to, to send the song and were really encouraged by my story. And that in itself was just like, man, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams, a song I listened to when I was seven years old would, uh, would be impacting me so much through the years. So, so that song and just the sight of hope in it for me on a personal level, um, cause it's such a, uh, yeah, cause it's such a song that it is so close to my heart and so dear to my heart. That's easily my favorite one. And then I would probably have to say either a song called Innocence or my song called Way Up. I love the song and they're all from my newest album way up because it was like, it was just, it was more of like traditional hip hop, but still broke barriers in the way of, you know, being able to honor God. But I, but when non-believers listen to my album, that's their favorite song. When that whole song is about having the mind of Christ is like to literally 
you know, be looking at godly things and to live in such a, you know, looking way up, looking on a God level perspective. And then Innocence, because I actually interviewed a lady from my hometown. That song is about a woman who was was abused and when she was young and went through a lot of crazy, you know, drugs, sexual abuse, those sorts of things. Um, but ultimately, the Lord recaptured her and found her and she's living her life for Christ. She's honoring God and she's using her story to to minister to other women and help them get out of the situations they're in. And that song is like, it literally is a true story. It's based off of uh, true events. Obviously, I took my creative freedoms, but she sent me a five-page testimony and I read every word. So, yeah. Wow, that's three. cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. I want to ask you about a song, actually. It's called Growing Pains. I was listening to it and I found actually some of it quite interesting because there was this critique of the modern day church and the dilution of what it sounds like in the lyrics of, hey, like, true theology, like just getting puffed up. And so, you know, there's likely people who are listening to this conversation right now who are feeling the same sentiments of frustration of, hey, I read the Bible and I know this to be true. I know this is who God says I am. And and yet it feels like when I go into church, everyone's perfect but me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's kind of the sentiment that I'm picking up from the song. And so maybe you can speak a little bit to that. But also, what would you say to somebody who felt that way? And that that song literally came off the back of, in 2014, I graduated from Providence University. Uh, it's Bible college out here. And during my time there, I struggled with, you know, differences in doctrine, differences in theology, things that really, in a lot of ways, were accurate, but missing, I feel, the love of Christ in a very just straightforward way. And so the reason I called it Growing Pains is because the Lord has shown me that you cannot discredit any of those people. And so the only way to properly combat losing right doctrine and theology is from a lens of love and respect. And these are part of the growing pains for the church. It's like, you know, the scripture says there's nothing new under the sun. So that means as much as this may be a new experience for us in this time frame, scripture is still relevant. Scripture still talks about loving each other. You look at the book of Acts, scripture still tells us that as a body of believers, we're supposed to come together and encourage each other. And I think recognizing these things that bug us and frustrate us, they're part, it, it's good. The church is supposed to wrestle. The church is supposed to be challenged in our worldview and, and the way we see the world in different topics. As long as we, we stand on the foundation of Christ and the love of Christ, I don't think we can steer wrong. But the moment we make it about our, our denominational choices, that's when we're, we're way off. Yeah, there's a sense of, yeah, you can have right, like good practices. But if your theology is not there, you're going to fall apart from within. And so the church being a place of, hey, our, let's get our doctrine, let's get our theology good. Let's be closed fist on the things that cannot change. Like Jesus is the Son of God. He died and rose again. And where there's a little bit of area of people who are on the fringe of society or the down and outs or the hurt and the oppressed, let's choose to love them. Because that's what we see Jesus doing going out of his way to love people in all walks of life. And I think when I hear your music, I hear uh, a push towards doctrine. You know, you're quoting scripture, and I think that's something I appreciate about your music is, you know, in one of your lines you say, am I a Christian rapper or a rapper that is Christian, right? And I think you say something along the lines, you could probably 
help me out with a little better is you say it doesn't matter. Yeah, all I know is that I've been commissioned. As you may or may not know, December is a critical month for charitable ministries such as InDoubt. This year, we have a goal of reaching $100,000 by December 31st. Reaching this goal allows for the funding of an entire year of InDoubt, including the weekly podcast episodes, Bible studies, and our social media campaigns. If you share our passion for engaging young people with biblical truth and insight, would you offer your support? A gift of any amount would mean so much, and it all makes a difference. To get started with your gift today, visit indoubt.ca in Canada, or in the U.S., visit indoubt.com. Thank you for your generosity, and now we'll get back to the rest of the episode with Ryan and Scribe Music. Like you were saying earlier in, in our conversation about how music has been the means through which you felt has really impacted you as a follower of Jesus, but also a way that you seek to impact others. What is it about music and the human spirit? Why is there such a, you know, I want to hear your perspective on this as an artist. Man, honestly, like it's, it literally, like what are the angels doing right now? They're just singing and they're keeping it simple. You know, it's simple and it's complex. At the same time, they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Day and night, 24-7. So it says to me that the Lord himself uses music in such a powerful way to establish his kingdom. And it's like, man, the the Lord can use music to do that same thing. You know, like music, you think about it like this, like there's a jingle. You could have never downloaded that song. You could have never looked up the lyrics, but you'll know the jingles, right? Because music has such an impact honest without us even knowing there's a reason they put music in elevators to make people feel more comfortable in their space and in their surrounding but there's no reason for music to be in there right like aside from comfort right and and then i look at i look at the story of david the man who wanted to kill him still needed him to play to calm his spirit so it it just goes to say that man there is a settling that you know there's a settling that can come over the world and a nation through music. And I've seen it. Like I have seen people break down just because of a melody that just hit their heart in such a way. And I believe that the spirit of God like uses, he can use whatever he wants, but he uses music in such a, in such an obvious way, you know, it's almost impossible to not pay attention to, especially when you see the way the world works. Like right now in hip hop, the driving force in hip hop right now has nothing to do with actual art artistry has nothing to do with with a person's writing ability it's tone and sound it sounds good so i like it i like the way this sound makes me feel as christians we have that we have that same power and more you know it's like if you like the way that makes you feel if i lace this up with the holy spirit i let god do his thing then there's no way of stopping it. And it goes even further, right? Because Lord, the, God is redemptive. He's, it's like you're going to get that experience and, then, and that invitation all in one. And it's right there. It's you know, right in your face. Um, and, it's our, and it's just really our choice. And I just love that we can use music in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that music can communicate which words can't, right? Even yeah. Just sound, chords, progressions, all that stuff can communicate when Where words, words fail, music speaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. And so, I mean, what I want to ask you now is, you know, what are you, what are you going through now? What's, what's kind of on your heart for the next season or, you know, any upcoming news on upcoming records? Like, what can we look forward <laughs> to? We'd love to hear that. Well, you guys will be the first to hear this. 
I am about to release my first worship track. Like it's all worship, but this is very specific. It, as I, as I've said to people, I'm a worshiper first. And I, and it's not to say that I don't worship through rap, but for the sake of argument and people understanding, I'm a, I'm a worshiper first. And, um, what's really been on my heart lately is Lord, show me how to write a song to worship you, to give you glory and honor, but not like, not like what's out there. Something that my, I guess my fan base or the people that follow me would be able to still dive into and just, you know, without losing who I am as an artist, without compromising who I am as an artist, but still creating you know, an atmosphere or a space for people to really be like, man, okay, this is, this is not rap right now. And that's okay. So I'm going to be releasing it very, very soon. It is like nothing I've ever done, but it really is the, the heart of, 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 you know, scrap music and who I am. And so this season entirely has been uh, with us moving to BC, God's really pulling us back to really challenging us on our fundamentals. So we're moving to Vancouver to be part of this church plant. We'll actually be living in Delta, but the, the church is called Love Quest International, and they have a, a church, a midweek service in, that they hold in Abbotsford, but there's a, the church is in East Vancouver, and the pastors there are Terrence and Julia Richmond. And we really believed for our family that as music is progressing and getting us in bigger spaces and different spaces, not always just bigger, but different spaces, this call in our lives to really encourage the church as travelers, as leaders, as people who are passionate about the kingdom of God. We're like, Lord, how do we do that? We've never been pastors before. We've never planted a church before. We've never, we have this church experience. We have enough of the behind the scenes of church and enough of the front. But we're like, Lord, how do we literally build a church? Because we have this feeling, this calling on our hearts that just seems like, the Lord wants us to start some form of ministry. And what that looks like, we have no idea, but we know this next season we need to grow, we need to learn, we need to get behind pastors that we can literally just follow around everywhere, see what they do, learn, uh, and just grow, be really challenged in our giftings and, and uh, challenged in our walk in general. Just It's one of those things where we're like, we don't want to tap out. Because, you know, we've been pouring out, we've been we've been doing what God has called us to do, but we know that this season God wants to fill us. He wants to pour more back in. And, you know, we don't want to come to a place of being, feeling burnt out or anything like that because we, we haven't been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you're moving West Coast. Yes, sir. Which is great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to us yeah. connecting over some good coffee. We've got great coffee in Vancouver. Milano's, man. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you made a comment about Delta. And yeah. uh, I, I read a little bit on your Instagram about Delta. Uh, yeah. What is Delta to you? What does that mean? Yeah. So aside from music, I'm also operating as like an EA in school. So I was sitting in the science, in, in science class with one of my students and the teacher was doing his thing and he, st- he brought up the, this term Delta and the symbol for Delta. And immediately it hit me like, like a bag of bricks. So I was like, whoa, I need to look up what this means. And as I was looking it up, he just said, Delta stands for difference. And I was like, whoa, but it also can stand for change. And I was like, this is insane because we are moving to like the pastors. They live in Delta. So when that first was said, I was like, OK, this is kind of wild. 
But then I looked up the symbol and over the last kind of year, we've been going through a, just a, a slight rebranding, I guess, what scribe music represents, what scribe music looks like. And when this symbol came up, I looked at the one and it was a triangle. That's the, for the, the capital letter, in the, but the lowercase letter is actually a D, but it looks like an S and I operate with it as an S. And so the moment I saw it, I'm like, that's it. We've been called to just, we've been called to be the difference. Anyone I work with, anyone I operate with, that is the undertone. That is the, the way that, you know, that is just the heart that God has put on us. It's not something that's from a place of pride. It's from a place of literally humility. You know, we want to be the difference in, in whatever arenas, whatever area God has us as ministers, as artists. We need to be the difference and we need to be the catalysts for for change in, in our communities and in our world. So. Yeah, and I think the thing that I love about God's plan is that he's empowered us to be different. And it's not us, right? The thing that makes us different isn't that we have, you know, we can teach a certain way or we sound a certain way or we've got it all together. That's not what makes us different. Biblically, the thing that makes us different is that Jesus has transformed our lives and he's given us the gift of his spirit and that is the difference. And that's the powerful thing is that we become conduits, not because of anything we've done, but we become conduits through which God says, okay, these people in your life, let's make a difference. And in order to make a difference, you actually have to be different. Yeah. Right? You got to be different yeah. to make a difference. Otherwise, you're just going to blend in. And I love how in your music, you critique that about the church of today. And so love that you're about that. I think it's amazing. I love hearing your story and what you're doing and your music is great. For all of our listeners, you can find Scribe at Scribe Music on all streaming platforms, right? Yes, sir. People can just follow along our journey. We're literally going to BC on faith. You know, I've, I, uh, from the moment we said yes to going, we received 10 10 or 11 job offers like here. <laughs> wow. And so a lot of it had to do with, we're like, Whoa, Lord, what are you doing? Like we said, we're going to leave. And now all these things that we had been really pushing towards and wanting, what the Lord really showed us from the moment we said, yes, we're going to go and learn and grow. He's like, man, look what I could do in a month. If you had to just let me do it, you know? And it's not to say that we were doing it all wrong the whole time, but in a lot of ways we had to learn like, Lord, we need to come back to you. We need to come come back to you and we need to go through you when it comes to these visions and, and things you put on our heart. And I think that that piece of, you know, you're moving and that takes a lot of effort and change. But it sounds like you're not leaning on your own. You're saying, okay, God, lead us. And I'm excited to hear what's to come for you and your ministry and how you share the gospel and the good news. Because for anyone who's pursuing what it means to follow God's will, there's aspects of faith. All right, Scribe, so good to have you on. Love hearing your heart for music. And so we look forward to having you on again in the future. Thanks for being here so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute honor. Thanks so much for listening this week on In Doubt. That was Scribe Music with us talking about the motivations behind his creative process and the opportunity that he has as an artist to spread the good news through his music. If you would like to keep up to date with Scribe, you can follow him on Instagram at scribe underscore music. And for more information about his upcoming album, go to his website, thescribemusic.com. 
You can also follow Indout on Instagram at indoubtca for upcoming announcements, or you can send us an email at info at Join us next week as Ryan and Dr. John Newfeld discuss the Christmas season and the new controversy with the song Baby It's Cold Outside. See you next week. In Doubt Ministries exists to bring a biblical perspective into the relevant issues of life, faith, and culture that young adults face every day. For more information, check out indoubt.ca if you live in Canada and indoubt.com if you live in the U.S.